Boom. We're live. Welcome, everybody, to the weekly Leo Finance AMA. Today is July 12th. Um, me and Mitch back at it again. Uh, Neil is still on um, his vacation, not a vacation, watching the kids. So, the when soon show. The when soon show goes on. I'm just getting the announcements out. But yeah, we are back on, uh, while everyone jumps in here, we're back on YouTube, um, on the new channel. Obviously, if you missed it, the old channel got banned because YouTube doesn't like crypto. So we're on the new one, um, but streaming is back. It was gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah, the YouTube uh, being back online is good. Yeah, that's where a lot of people watched. I'd say it's like most people watch on Twitter, second most people watch on uh, YouTube, then probably Discord and then Facebook. So interesting. I didn't realize Twitter had that uh, much action. Yeah, well, and it's not necessarily live, but uh, a lot of people watch the recording. Usually, it's got you know that makes sense. Yeah, thousand views. Yeah, YouTube's usually good during like when we're live. That's when people right. are interactive. I mean, I remember getting questions in the YouTube chat uh, on the old channel. Yep. That's good. Oh, I think you're muted in Discord still. Oh, yeah, I am. Um, cool. So we can do some, uh, we, got a, we got a hard stop in about, 40 minutes so um we can do a quick quick little roundup of the what's going on in the leoverse and then probably jump into the crypto markets we're down pretty heavily today uh over the last 24 hours so i'm sure people want us to talk about it um so starting off with some some leo stuff we've got um we've got a lot of stuff going on with the with the ui right now so you know we've kind of teased the idea of threads um over the last couple of AMAs, which, which I know people are excited about. Threads are essentially a proxy project blank. Um, so, you know, we've spent the last, I don't even know, probably close to two years building infrastructure specifically with the, you know, long-term goal of, of releasing a project blank, which is, you know, microblogging on Hive. Um, and the way we see it, you know, microblogging on Hive and, and making it work requires you to not make it top level posts. So the, the, the content that's created for microblogging can't be uh, directly on, on Hive in terms, of, in terms of using the actual posting feature on Hive. So that makes us need to get pretty creative with, um, with how we handle content for Project Blank. And there's a couple different models um, that we've basically been working on and, and you know, building in the background. So, to kind of test that and and move forward, um, you know, the, our our motto as a community is is we're doing it live and live betas. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for doing stuff live. It's not just because it's you know fun to break stuff. Um, it actually makes sense to to push things live and get get as many people testing it as possible. Uh, it kind of lets us pull things back and and make rapid changes and rapid improvements. So um, you know, it, I would say it's kind of counterintuitive, but the more that things appear to be breaking, the actually the more progress we're making 
um, and that rhymes as well. Um, so, um, you know, if you see a lot of stuff breaking on the UI, which I think we've kind of been seeing for the last couple of weeks, uh, that actually means we're making a lot of progress on a lot of different features. So, um, you know, since the release of community pages, we've seen a lot of things break down on the UI and, and we've had to fix them. Um, but that's really just a signal that, you know, we, we've pushed some new features and, and they require a lot of fixing and, and updates and, you know, compatibility issues. Um, so, so uh, you know, with Project Blank and, and the release of threads, it's, it's kind of that one step closer uh, that we, that, that's really going to push us forward. So threads are going to be basically crypto Twitter on Leo Finance, which was always intended to be released anyways, even alongside Project Blank. Uh, but instead of releasing Project Blank and then, and then releasing Threads after, um, we actually decided to release Threads first, which will test all the infrastructure for Project Blank. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about, you know, what, what that means for, for two reasons. One, for Leo Finance itself. You know, I think it's going to bring an entirely new dynamic to being a content creator and user of Leo Finance. Um, you know, being able to microblog and, and read microblogs is, is pretty incredible. And I think if we position it right, it, it really could be kind of this, you know, crypto Twitter uh, alternative um, that's directly on a blockchain and, and it has no fees. And, you know, there's a lot of platforms coming out right now uh, that claim to be like Web3 platforms for microblogging on, especially since like the Elon Musk news. I feel like a lot of people have tried to go after this whole microblogging thing, but they're building on places like Polygon where there's transaction fees and uh, I think a couple AMAs ago, Neil said he couldn't imagine any social platform actually taking off if people have to pay a fee, even if that fee is fractions of a penny. Nobody's going to want to pay fees to, to transact and to, to create content. So um, it's, uh, it's really interesting to see that, you know, th there's a, still this hole in the market for a real Web3 microblogging platform that, you know, every other platform we've seen has some sort of issue with it, you know, it's, and, and you know, it's, that's natural, but um, I, I see Project Blank as kind of being that, that, that platform that doesn't have, you know, doesn't have transaction fees, doesn't push to the base layer. So it causes issues. It, it kind of lives on its own second layer. And uh, you know, that, that's just where I see the future going. So uh, obviously we're all excited about Project Blank, but Threads is kind of that step to get there. Um, and it creates crypto Twitter on Leo Finance. So I think it could, you know, in, in the, you know, in the long run, it helps us test all this infrastructure for Project Blank. But in the short run, I think it's going to be one of those killer features for Leo Finance that builds our monthly active users. So, you know, you could look at it as being just as important as Project Blank, um, the, the whole Threads feature. And really all that development work for Project Blank is pushed into the Threads feature. So um, it, it is kind of two years worth of work kind of getting released in, in this Threads release. Um, and we'll be testing, so if anyone's curious, we'll be testing one of the models that we have uh, for Project Blank with the Threads feature, uh, which is to use comments on Hive. Uh, the other model is to use custom JSON, um, but, but this model is going to use comments. And we're going to kind of see how it works, um, especially in terms of scalability. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, if you look at the back end, it actually kind of looks a little bit hacked together. Um, but if you look at the front end, it's still a very clean experience. So um, I think it could be, uh, I think it could be really interesting to, to kind of see it in action and see how it scales. And, and you know, just from our, our internal testing, I, th I think it scales pretty well. But obviously, like I said, you know, if, if you don't push it live, it's, it's hard to, 
it's hard to really know, you know, what things look like. Um, so threads, you know, I, I don't, I don't have an exact delivery date, obviously it's, it's all soon, but, uh, we are hoping to roll it out in the month of July. So we'll see, we'll see how, how well we keep to that pace. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's basically two years worth of work and we're kind of in that last step right now, kind of, uh, polishing the UI and, and, uh, the backends already. So let's, let's see what happens. Um, on the DeFi side, actually one more thing for the, for the social side, we've got, um, probably like 12 new community pages that are about to go live. Um, I think the, uh, we're just adding in some, some of the logos right now. Um, and, uh, you know, that'll, that'll give us about 15 total community pages and each of these new 12 community pages, 10 or 12, um, are going to be run by one of the Leo ambassadors. So there's this new Leo ambassador program and it's run by, um, the head of business development, uh, most of you know him. He's a, a nomad soul, and uh, you know he he created this group, and they're they're all Leo ambassadors, and and uh, their you know their mission is to essentially grow Leo and and do kind of coordinated initiatives to grow everything, and um, and uh, this community pages idea was really cool uh, that a nomad soul had, which is give each. Uh, ambassador a community page and let them be in charge of running it and growing it and reaching out to the the actual community out there on Twitter and and Medium and Reddit. Um, it's kind of like you know it, it is it's a really cool idea. It's it's putting them as the ambassador of a specific page and then having them be in charge of okay my job is to grow this page, add content to this page, go out on Twitter, reach out to that community and tell them they've got this page and explain to them what it is and and uh, you know that. If Neil were here, he would ask, you know, when marketing, and I think that's a that's kind of a cool idea to get some organic marketing uh, for these community pages. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. But uh, I would say within the next like 24 hours, you should see like 15 total community pages. So that's like 12 new ones getting added. Um, and uh, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, watch our monthly active users and see if we can onboard some people um, in the near term. That's a good. Idea. I mean, <clears throat> I like that. Uh, it's a good idea in terms of you know, each ambassador kind of having their own page because it gives, it gives, it gives them a hub to work from and, exactly. something, to, and something to build upon. So, yeah. And something really, really tangible that they can watch. Cause they can see, you know, if, if they onboard one, one person, um, they can clearly see that person creating content and comments within that community page. So, uh, yeah, it, it's cool. It gives them very tangible, real results that they can focus on. Well, and also, you know, it can serve as an example for anyone that is, because like, you know, these days, a lot of times people are their brand. So it is a clear example of being able to build a page, you know, around um, an individual, so to speak. So, yeah, uh, I feel like this question is mighty far out in the future, but my free BTC said, do you have any plans to sell ad space on project blank to buy and burn Leo? It's an interesting question. Um, the ad space on Leo finance currently buys Leo and then is being used. Obviously this hasn't been released yet, but the, uh, the new ad incentive model, which is, it buys Leo and then stakes it to everyone who's holding Leo power. So it's like a built-in uh, APY um, 
that's kind of how it works on Leo, how it works on Project Blank. We'll we'll have to see when that's released. That, like you said, I mean, that's kind of far out in the future. Yeah. Well, let, let's ship Project Blank and then we'll we'll focus on that. No doubt. Uh, but I I actually do think the I do think the ad revenue will increase significantly on on Leo Finance with uh, both with community pages, obviously, you know, contingent on us growing them, uh, but then also with um, with uh, with the Threads feature. So if you assume that the Threads feature gets usage from our community, which I'm pretty confident that it will, you know, just just based on how many people ask when Project Blank, um, you know, Threads are basically Project Blank on Leo Finance. So um you know you'll it'll once you go to the threads ui you'll see it's like using pretty much like using twitter uh but it's obviously on hive and it's on leo finance and it's you know crypto focused um so if you assume that we don't even grow our user base we just keep consistent with with our you know current user base um and people start using the threads feature when you use threads you'll see and and just kind of use twitter and just think about how many times you're clicking to a new page when you're on twitter like every time you see a tweet that you like you click to open it and it opens a whole new page uh and then if you read a reply to that tweet you click that one and then it opens another page and then when you want to go back to the feed you click back and it goes back to the 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 feed so it's it's almost like it's almost like you know posts on steroids because when you want to read a post on Leo Finance, you click to open the post, but obviously, you know, that might be a thousand words and it takes you a little while to read through the post and then scroll down to the comments and look at the comments. Instead, threads are going to be, you know, 240 characters. You click to open it, read it really quick, close it, go to another one. <coughs> Excuse me. So essentially the, the actual page views from the current user base are going to skyrocket with threads and that equals more ad revenue because each of those pages is going to have ads on them. Uh, just like they do now, but obviously with with uh, you know with threads, it it basically just creates a more uh, you know a more quick user experience where you're kind of flipping back and forth. Um, so it's uh, you know the, just the threads feature alone could could really do a lot for the ad revenue on Leo Finance. Obviously, this kind of coincides with the release of uh, that ad incentive model that we teased a few months ago. Um, where you know if you have Leo Power staked, you actually are getting that ad revenue because it's autonomously buying Leo and then staking it to every Leo Power holder's account. Um, you know, obviously proportionally. So um, yeah, I mean, we're kind of getting to interesting times where Leo Finance started as this blogging platform, and you know, we said we were going to be you know the decentralized seeking alpha uh, for the crypto space, and then we kind of evolved. We released obviously the DeFi platforms and and other apps. And then we built our own UI from scratch and things have changed pretty heavily. Um, and then obviously with, with community pages, you know, we're, we're kind of segmenting the UI and making it a better user experience. With the release of threads, we're, we're kind of flipping it completely on its head and saying, you know, we started as a blogging platform. Now we're getting micro blogging and, and the entire kind of dynamic of Leo Finance changes. Um, you know, being a user of Leo Finance right now means that you either consume or create long form content. Um, and once microblogging is ready, you know, you, you, you release it to a whole new subset of users that, that wouldn't have used it before. So I think we'll bring on a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people who are already Leo finance users are going to become more heavy Leo finance users just because they'll be able to do this and they don't need to read long form content. Um, and then I think a lot of Hive users who aren't Leo finance users are going to jump on Leo finance 
for this kind of crypto Twitter on Hive platform. Obviously, you'll be able to you'll be able to earn both Hive and Leo from from the Threads feature, uh, which is which is super interesting. Um, and uh, and that's also I mean we we could dive into that if anyone wants us to, but that's one of the reasons why comments are being used instead of custom JSONs, at least for this initial model. If it doesn't scale, then obviously we have the custom JSON capability. But uh, comments being used means that people can earn Hive and Leo uh, for Threads. Um, so that's obviously, you know, a, a big plus for anyone using it. Um, so th then you've got, so you get, you've got the existing user base that I think will become more heavy users of the UI. Then you've got the hive user base that could become heavy users of the UI. And then obviously we've got to reach out to, you know, crypto Twitter and try to onboard them. So threads are, threads are a killer feature in my opinion. Um, we're also pushing it to Leo mobile, which kind of gives like a whole, you know, I mean, you could go down a big rabbit hole of, of how beneficial that is for us um, to have on the Leo mobile app. Because um, people don't want to, first of all, people don't want to, you know, most people don't want to read long form content on their mobile device. I would say like, you know, when you're on the go, you might be sitting in a doctor's office or, you know, waiting in line somewhere. Um, you know, you can read long form articles and I definitely do, but not everyone likes that. So being able to just kind of scroll through like a Twitter feed on Leo Finance on your Leo mobile app and just read a couple, read a couple threads. And, and then, you know, you're, while you're waiting in line, it's, it's like a whole new use case. So uh, I'm excited to see how that, how that plays out. Um, I actually have a question. So, you know, we keep talking about threads and, you know, how it's kind of like lives in the comment section. Like, I guess the obvious thing that um, I'm thinking about is how does, a thread start, you know what I mean? Like, does that start as a comment from a long form post or can that originate on its own? So it's a good question. So a thread starts, basically there's two ways a thread can start. You can start it directly, um, which would require some manual work. I'm sure people are gonna do it though. Um, where you actually go to the container post and you create a you create a comment, that parent level comment is the start of a thread. Um, but the real way that most people are going to use it, and this is how it's designed to work, is that you go to the Leo Finance UI and there's a there's a big button on the so when you go to the Threads page, there's a big button at the top and it says create a thread. Um, and when you click that button, it opens a little window that looks like a Twitter. I mean, if you've ever used Twitter, it, it looks exactly like a, like like creating a tweet. So it opens this little window, and you can just type your your 240 characters, and then hit hit create a thread, um, and then it'll it'll basically post a comment to the Hive blockchain, and that's the start of a thread. Okay. But cool. what's actually happening in the background is the UI is is having you create a comment. And it's pushing that comment to um, what we're calling a container post, which is basically a top level post on the Leo Finance UI uh, that's created by a, basically by a kind of like a shell account. Um, and uh, there's there's just one account and it creates these container posts. So like, you know, every couple of hours or every couple of days, depending on how fast those containers fill up, uh, it's creating a container post. And then each thread is a parent level comment to that container post. And then any replies to a thread are replies to those parent comments, if that makes sense. Okay. So you've basically uh, got a Hive post, right? That's the container. So that it's like a normal Hive blog post. 
and that hive blog post is being created by an official account um just call it you know just call it the container account then every comment beneath that container post is a top level thread and then any reply to any comment on that container post is a reply to a thread um obviously this makes a lot more sense when it's in action and like i said this is like if anyone dives into the back end of how it works but if you're if you just go through the the threads front end it just looks like twitter um and then your comments are just being posted in different places on hive um, yeah so uh crypto lemon asked will there be a way for non-current ambassadors to apply to take care of a community page should we make the community vote for a new page per week um, I'm sure that my assumptions, anyone can apply to, uh, create a community page. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone. I mean, anyone who's, who wants to can, can create a community page. Um, I would say, let me give a nomad soul more work and, uh, reach out to him and, and tell him that yes. you want to put up a community page. He's kind of in charge of the community pages now. So, um, Hey, listen, yeah, there we go. That's, that's what it is. That's why, uh, you know, he's filling that role so in fact i heard a good uh, a good line uh, on a tv show last night he said to the guy he's just like you want to know why restaurants fail and he's like why he's like because the head chef is cutting lettuce stop cutting lettuce and i was like that's profound in a very simple way but it's true I yeah. mean, this is why you hire out positions and why you know you have people filling roles because you can't uh you can't do all the things you can't be cutting lettuce the whole time and also yep. creating you know five-star meals so team that's what it's all about that's good advice yep. yeah so that's gonna be my new line to cal for now on stop cutting lettuce <laughs> <laughs> which is basically what i've been saying for like two years just not that pro it's simply profound yeah but yeah it's smart all right, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, when it comes to uh, the community pages, yeah. I mean, the more the merrier, it's all about uh, expanding the community. So if you have an idea for a community page or you have a community that you're looking to onboard, like make it happen. And if you want to be the admin of that page, um, yeah, hit up uh, Nomad Soul and uh, get it done. Yeah. The community pages give us a cool, cool way for everyone to get involved in, in growing Leo finance. It, it kind of gives you like a, it kind of gives you like a proxy subset UI that you can grow on your own. And, and if you see more content filling it up, you know, you're doing a good job. And, and then if you want to look at a macro level, you can look at the, uh, you can look at the monthly active users on Leo finance and see that they're growing. And, and then we know collectively that we're doing a good job. So um, that's what web three is all about the collective. Yep. Um, Belimo asked, will we be able to post short videos on threads? So that's a good question. Um, not at first, at first the, you know, the MVP is just to post text. It's going to be 240 characters, exactly like Twitter. Um, you can also post images on it. Um, but the, the videos you could, you could post a link to a video. Um, but it, it won't like embed a video. You won't be able to upload a video directly. Um, so embedding videos, what I would say that embedding videos and, and, um, you know, other things will be, um, will kind of be like that next step, like that V2, um, doing videos like directly to the UI. So, so obviously embedding is a lot easier directly posting videos requires that we have some sort of video storage backend. Um, so, you know, in my mind, we have this kind of rough roadmap of 
the next step will be to embed videos from like YouTube and 3Speak, um, kind of like how it works on leofinance.io for posts. So we'll just kind of take that embed feature and put it onto threads. So you'll be able to embed a, embed a YouTube video or embed a 3Speak video. Um, I would say the next step after that is to work with someone like 3Speak and, um, and essentially kind of have our UI plug into their backend uh, so that you can upload, you know, say a 15 second video or something. Um, I think, I think that would be cool. Um, so, so obviously that's going to take some work. It's not, it's not going to come in V1. Good old work, work, work. Speaking of work, uh, it's work in progress as more and more things get added. What are the updates in regards to DeFi platforms? Yep. Um, so DeFi. So if you look at the title of this, uh, it says Polycub V2 rollout, MTB governance UI of X Polycub. So there's this whole kind of uh, this release package of, of new Polycub features. And instead of rolling them out one, one at a time, we kind of packaged them up and we're doing it all together. Um, but somewhat. So we had like a phase one rollout, which is the multi-token bridge. Um, and that's, you know, the V2 vaults like PHIVE, PHBD, uh, PSPS. So those V2 vaults are already out. Um, then we kind of release the, you know, the MVP of governance, which is just the governance backend. So we could test it. Uh, and test the contracts. Um, the next phase, which is the last phase of, of the V2 rollout, is the governance UI uh, and Vex Polycub UI and backend. Um, so, you know, we've talked plenty about this, but the governance UI will let you vote on um, two things Polycub improvement proposals and uh, yield governance. Um, so, I'll drop a little teaser screenshot of the governance UI. Um, let's see here. If you're, if, if you're watching the recording of this, you should, you should try to make it live to the show so you can get the alpha in discord. <laughs> um, so I just dropped an image in discord of the governance UI. Um, so this, this shows the yield governance at the top. You can see, um, it's showing you how much X polycub, um, you have staked, uh, and then below it, it shows Vex polycub. Obviously Vex polycub is not uh, yet live. It will be live alongside the governance UI though. So uh, it'll show you how much X polycub you have. It'll show you how much VEX polycub you have. Then in the middle, it shows you the supply. So that's like the total in the system. So right now there's 221,000 X polycub, um, obviously zero VEX polycub. Um, and then it shows you on the right, I think this is kind of the coolest feature is, is the governance power. So it shows you what percentage of the governance you control. So uh, you know, this screenshot shows an account that has one and a half percent of the governance. So, you know, when it votes on something, it's, it's essentially controlling one and a half percent. And then it shows you the, you know, the actual number of, of your governance power, which is for this account, 3,400. Um, so it's kind of gamifies governance. And, and obviously we need a UI to make governance really work. Uh, but we've, we've had some ample testing of the back end. So we're, we're looking good now um to to release the ui and, and have everyone participate in governance i think so far we've had less than like 30 percent participation in governance obviously we, we don't have a ui so um 30 is pretty good for not having a ui uh, i obviously think it's going to be a lot higher once this ui is live and and you can just i mean you literally it's so easy to vote on governance with the ui because you just click vote and then you just confirm it with your wallet and that's it so uh, it makes it super easy. And, and I think this is what everyone's waiting for. Um, and then obviously, yeah. And then it shows you each farm. It shows you how much liquidity is in there, 
it shows you the current APR, the current multipliers. Um, so it, it's super cool. Um, my free BTC said, well, we have to recast the votes yeah. once it's live. So this is actually kind of a decision that we have to make. It'd be funny if we put it to a governance vote, but um, <laughs> I'm thinking that we should, we should kind of reset and, and recast all the governance votes. Obviously we could decide, I mean, we could just roll in with the current voting. Um, so um, it, it's, it's kind of up, up for, up for debate by the team right now. We're, we're kind of debating back and forth whether or not we should reset. Um, my my opinion would have been you just like you leave what's existing and then people can obviously adjust you know now much easier using the new ui as opposed to because i mean i guess it's good i mean it's got its positives if you reset it then that basically gives everyone the the, the heads up with like yeah you need to go redo it i guess that motivates people because like me, I might just leave everything. It's like, oh, great, we got the UI, but I'm fine with my votes as is, so I'm not even going to make any, you know, changes. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. No. <laughs> yeah, I put a little poll in Discord. So yeah, let's see what you guys say. Um, is yeah, yeah, yes is um, to reset, and no is to leave the existing votes, so you don't have to basically go and. Because if you don't, if they reset and you don't go to the UI and, and vote, then your votes basically are now not doing its thing. Yes. But um, either way, the most important part is that UI going live is huge. I mean, it's really, we're, in the end, we're simple creatures. It doesn't matter how good technology is. It's all about that user experience. I mean, just looking at this, you know, screenshot of the governance page you put in chat i'm just like this is awesome like it's got information everything's in one place i can vote like this obviously is going to skyrocket uh participation yep especially for people that have like because think about it if you have like a small amount of x poly and it's just like your vote is in your mind kind of marginal you're like you're like i'm not going to do you know uh transactions to cast votes you know it's just it's not worth it you know to just even spend those extra few steps with this it's just like you click on a link that's you know already on the site that you're on and you know it's, then just literally click another button yeah so it's yeah all you don't want to jump through hoops yeah yeah exactly absolutely. yeah it looks <laughs> like uh looks like everyone's voted for keep current votes so thus far like, well, five we'll to one you all got another 15 minutes to get your votes in that's pretty um, funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. We were we were actually that's a good question because we were actually talking about that um, as as a team. Just like you know, we we could reset the votes and um, you know, kind of give everyone like an even playing ground to jump back in. Because um, obviously, most people haven't voted. Um, yeah, it's really it's really a small subset of users that are highly active that have voted. Um, yeah, I think the UI announcement though. Yeah, the US UI announcement, I think, is still enough to kind of, you know, notify and grab everyone's attention. Um, yeah, I think cool when too. the UI goes live, it'll kind of tip the scales. I, I wonder how much the uh, I wonder how much the yields will change uh, when the UI is live, because obviously everyone will kind of see the yields uh, in their current form and then be able to vote super yeah. easily and change their votes. And um, I'm going to 100 percent like review like I haven't reviewed my votes because I'm like, all right, it was fine. And honestly, if it was, if I could see everything in one place, I probably would have already made some changes to my votes based on, you know, how the um, yields have changed since the first vote. 
Um, I know it's a weekly thing, but I voted, you know, when we initially launched it and I haven't done anything since I haven't changed anything since. So the UI, I'll definitely, me personally, I'll be more um, active in terms of, uh, you know, maybe adjusting my votes from week to week. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to the UI. All right, cool. So the plan is, like you said, governance UI, Vex Poly, all that's going to roll out together. You said also V2 <clears throat> in terms of what is like, additional updates to the v2 vaults or so v2 is really kind of this like macro uh roadmap um which includes all of these things like multi-token bridge which is obviously all the all the p-hive phpd psps vaults um it includes the you know the um the governance it includes vex polycub um and uh and yeah that's that's kind of like this this packaged v2 um, so phase one was just to get those V2 vaults out as soon as possible. Um, and then, and then this, this rollout kind of continues. And the, the last phase is, is the one that, you know, I'm hoping is done this week, which I, which I always love to say, but, um, I am pushing the team to get it done this week, uh, by Friday, which is, um, the Vex Polycub backend and front end, and then the governance front end. Um, so uh, I'm excited. Um, and, and really pushing to get it done this week. Um, so Morty just asked about Vex Polycub. <laughs> so we've, we've talked about it a little bit and there's, uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll give it a little talk right now because, because it's obviously, you know, this brand new thing and I don't think we've talked about it enough. Um, so Vex Polycub is basically voting escrow X Polycub and it lets you stake your X Polycub for two years and in exchange for that, you get three times governance power and you get a 20% fixed APR. So this is gonna add like this really interesting use case to the Polycub and, and ownership over the platform. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to say what's gonna happen until we start seeing the, the rate of staking. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see what percentage of X Polycub gets locked up in Vex Polycub. Um, at that point, you know, after a few days of it being live, I think we'll kind of have a good metric of, of how well it's performing. Um, but essentially, the, uh, the the way the contract works is that when Vex Polycub goes live, the countdown for two years begins, and that countdown is the same for all users. So it's like a global countdown. And if you stake on day one, it unlocks um, after two years. If you stake on day 365, then you only have one year until it unlocks. Um, and, uh, and, and anytime, like anytime you stake, you start earning, obviously that 20% APR is, is ongoing. So you're always gonna be kind of getting the 20% APR. Um, and, and it's a fixed APR, which is kind of what a lot of people have been looking for, I think, which is just kind of like a predictable, reliable APR. Um, and we haven't really talked about this at length, but it's in the docs. Um, so let me pull up, uh, let me pull up the docs and share it. So if you go to the Vex Polycub page on, um, on the Polycub docs, it'll, it'll show you kind of like this, this chart of, um, how all of this stuff works, but, but essentially what's going on is, um, and this is part of V2. It's just kind of like this full scale change of the way that Polycub works and kind of turn, turning it into a, you know, a sustainable economic machine, which is what it was always designed to be. Um, so with Vex Polycub, it 
it's basically accruing value out of the multi-token bridge and uh, protocol and liquidity. And that's where that fixed 20% APR comes from. Um, so that 20% that APR doesn't come from inflation at all. Um, it comes straight from uh, revenue on the platform. So things like wrapping fees, Oracle staking, um, and then the protocol and liquidity and, and what it can generate. Um, and then anything left over above that 20% is just compounded back to protocol and liquidity, uh, which obviously just creates more sustainable sustainability for the future. Um, but it's cool because if you, if you look at the big picture, what's happening is the protocol is generating uh, profit from things like wrapping fees and Oracle staking and uh, the protocol on liquidity. And then it's taking all of that and it's, it's buying Polycub autonomously uh, through a smart contract um, from all the different liquidity pools. So it's buying from, you know, the Hive liquidity pool, it's buying from the USDC liquidity pool and the, and the WETH liquidity pool. And then it's, it's basically pooling up those Polycub tokens and then, and then sending it to the VEX Polycub contract. And that's where the 20% fixed APY comes from. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be cool to see because it, if, if you run the math on sustainability, you need to figure out how to, essentially you could look at it as like a surplus and deficit program where like, can you create, can you create a surplus of like revenue in, in terms of, you know, a certain amount of polycub is released through inflation every month. Can the protocol generate more revenue than that amount of inflation? Um, and that would create a surplus. And, uh, and this is all kind of, kind of, this is all going to be, it, that's why I was saying, it's going to be interesting to see once we see the actual staking rate of X polycub into VEX polycub. It's hard to say, cause this is all in theory right now. Um, but, but I'm curious to see what happens when, when we start seeing X polycub enter the contract. So my free BTC said, won't this cause a huge dump after the two-year period ends? Well, look at it this way. Right now, all the X polycub that's held out there is liquid. So if anyone wants to at any time, they could sell their X polycub. What this is doing is letting people who already have X polycub lock it up for two years and earn a higher APY. Um, and, and obviously also get three times governance power, which is, you know, amplifies the utility of owning the polycub. Um, so right now you essentially, you always have that looming threat over your head, right? Like anyone who has X and, and the vast majority of polycub is held as X polycub. So there's essentially a looming threat of 5 million polycub that's sitting in the X polycub contract that can be sold at any time. VEX polycub just locks that up for two years. Um, so no, I, I actually don't really expect that. And if you, if you look at the way that curve works, um, you know, that that's not at all how it works. I mean, like people are always constantly locking it and relocking it. And um, this kind of leads us into the longer term development of VEX Polycub. So the initial VEX Polycub contract has a one, uh, essentially has one unlock period for every user in the VEX Polycub contract. Um, the second version of VEX Polycub is a variable staking contract where you can choose how long you want to lock it up. And the longer you lock it up, the higher your yield and the higher your governance amplification. Um, so that that new contract will be released at some point during the lifetime of this of this two year initial VEX Polycup contract, and then you'll be able to flip into the new one. So um, yeah, I, I don't really expect that. Um, I don't expect it for those two reasons. Like you've got the first reason, which is just that anyone could sell X Polycup right now, and uh, you know there's nothing, there's no lockup period at all, and 
Uh, clearly, we haven't been seeing people really unstake XPolyCub. The, the rate of staking has only been increasing. This just gives it that that kind of lockup um, for initial or for additional yield and, and amplified governance. Good stuff. <clears throat> I've imagined. Yeah, I know a lot of people the, have been uh, talking <clears throat> about variable staking rates, and and uh, I think Taskmaster actually put up a post, uh, which was kind of funny because it's kind of a, hits the nail on the head. So I was a lot to keep up with. I'm actually <laughs> trying to write the recap post. Nice in real time and host at the same time, which is why. Um, so my FreeBTC follow up: uh, the issue is having it unlocked for everyone at the same time after such a long time period. Potentially, I mean, if you look at it that way, but couldn't you say that it's perpetually unlocked right now? So you know, everyone is everyone has theirs unlocked right now. Like it's just, uh, and if yeah, any, if anyone doesn't want to lock it, they don't have to lock it. So. I, yeah, I don't I really see it being an issue. My ex poly, like right now, live as we speak, if I wanted to. So, right. I mean, I get it because you get that initial um, infusion, so to speak, when it goes live and then the people that are going to do it are going to do it. Here's the thing though the majority of those people that are going to do it are the same people that have been holding, you know, ex poly for whatever it is, you know, six months now or how long we've it's been live. So, yeah. Um, I don't know that uh, I would also, you know, be concerned with it because that's always going to be out there with no matter what, no matter what it is, what the option is, there's always going to be the uh, threat of a bunch of large stakeholders and, you know, a potential dump. Yeah. Yeah. There's always that looming threat. Actually, this Vex Polycub though kind of uh, diminishes that looming threat, um, obviously depending on how much of the X Polycub gets staked. You know, like let's just say fifty percent of all X Polycub out there gets uh, locked up into Vex Polycub. Um, you've now removed essentially the 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 dumping power of of um, what is it right now five million. So two, you've essentially removed the dumping power of two and a half million Polycub. So that two and a half million Polycub is no longer liquid. Um, kind of like how when people stake Hive and and it turns into Hive power, there's now a thirteen week cooldown before that Hive can reach the market. So um yeah i uh i do think I the two-year thing is interesting in terms of like i i my assumption was i have a two-year lockup from whenever it is that i stake but that's not the case which is kind of mind-blowing so i mean if you know like this launches and let's just say you know someone new to polycub you know comes onto the platform you know whatever it is 12 months after the fact and they see whole Vex Polycup thing. Oh, this is cool. Technically, they're only locking up for a year. That's super interesting. Yeah. It creates I mean, an I interesting get... dynamic where anyone can kind of get a more even playing ground for the governance. So then what's... All right. So on the front side, I get that. And that makes sense. So then what's the... Why? Why? Or what's the benefit of having this like... Almost like it's kind of... Like a like a set expiration date, you know, on a whole as opposed to individually. So like, is that do is that like is that due to like programming? It's easier that way. Was that a, a choice as opposed to it yeah. just being a two year running uh, clock for you know from from when you stake? 
It was a it was a conscious choice because of the variable staking contract. Um, I I have a feeling that we'll roll into that variable staking contract, and most people will, because because essentially it's what, the way it's going to work is stake your Vex Polycub. When the variable staking contract comes out, you can upgrade to that contract. Oh, um, I gotcha. And I don't want to like the reason why I don't want to talk about it too much is because you know I don't want to be talking about two different contracts at the same time. No, it's because, fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, so basically, there's going to be a quote unquote upgrade, so to speak, at some right, point. To... Right. Essentially, there's going to be a V2 to the Vex Polycub, and you'll be able to upgrade directly into it. Um, Makes but, sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, once unlocked, I'm going to cash in on some of my gains. The variable staking card will moderate the dump. I mean, I like. In theory, I agree with you, my free BTC, but uh, in, in reality, then I don't. You want to know why? Because I'm a classic example of it. You know, it's like I got into X poly when the, you know, when the uh, ratio was like 1.5, right? And now we're at like 22 and I've cashed out none, you know? And that, and and that has- liquid. Yeah, and, and, that, and that has uh, a couple of reasons. I mean, obviously the price of, of polycup is lower than- you know, when I first initially staked X poly, I can't say that if price, if X, if polycub was at, you know, $4, I wouldn't maybe, you know, cash some out, but so I get it. And here's the thing, everyone's got that cash out price and yeah, like right. who you can, if X poly 10 X is, I'm probably, you know, taking some risk off the table and maybe moving into stable, you know, selling some moving into stables or selling some into, um, you know, maybe like, you know, the tri crypto pool or something like that. So um, I think that's one of those variables that is not, I don't even know if it's worth spending time trying to, you know, mitigate because, you know, people are going to cash out when they want to cash out when it makes sense for them. Um, I get there's points where you can have a bigger majority doing it. And that's, you know, it goes back to, well, you know, we're looking at like, you know, charts and you talk about like supply and demand zones. It's just like, all right, cool. You know, when Bitcoin's at, gets to 30k again we know that there's going to be a lot of dumpage because a lot of people are going to be back to even and they're like oh my god i got my money back you know let me dump or there's going to be people that you know bought that dip at 17 18 and they're like well shit you know i'm almost double my money let me cash out um so those levels exist no matter where um you invest or what platform you're on so but i get you know the whole lump sum kind of freeing up at the same time could uh you know, create an environment where now everyone has the options, you know, to, to sell. Um, so I, I don't disagree. Uh, at the same time, I'm not going to worry about it because if everyone else is selling, <laughs> I'm probably selling too, because that means I'm 10 X on my money. So, yeah, I mean, what and then you buy the dip. <laughs> yeah. What he's essentially talking about is the risk of any stock or cryptocurrency. You know, if, Cause he's saying if I locked $1,000 of X polycup and two years later, it's worth $10,000. So you're assuming that the price of polycup 10 X over the two year period, um, which is obviously, you know, entirely possible, but when, you know, when that happens, that's like, that, that's the risk of anything, you know, it 10 X, I think you're going to be pretty happy with it. Um, and if a lot of people, if a lot of people say, wow, at 10 X now I'm going to sell, you know, that's just a market cycle for you. I mean, when something 10 X is naturally people are going to sell. Um, but there's also going to be plenty of people who are going to buy. Um, you know, you, you can really look at anything for that Bitcoin, Bitcoin, you know, a couple of years ago was $2,000 and now it's sitting at 20,000. Um, so it's, and, and anyone who bought at 2000 is pretty comfortable selling at 20. 
So it's, uh, you know, that's just how a market works. You, you can't, I don't, I don't think you should play the market thinking, you know, if it goes to this price, then this many people are going to sell. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, it is, those levels always exist. There's going to be price points where people, you know, more people, more, there's more people selling than at other levels. And that's essentially what pushes prices up and down in the end. You have levels where people are buying more levels where people are selling more. So you're going to get your ebbs and flows, you know, and occasionally, yeah, you will get dumps and you know what? I'm actually rooting for dumps. You want to know why? Because that means prices up a lot, values up a lot. Because you don't get dumps, you know, when we're at the lows. You get, you know, you get these sell-offs at the highs, um, and then you know you'll get kind of those things will level down, level down. Obviously, in a bear market, um, but you got to start high in order, to, you know, to sell down. You got to be up. So um, I got a dip in like three minutes so oh, wow. let's, time flew. yeah time flies when you're having fun so let's wrap it up i mean yeah. you know, speaking of crypto and dumps i mean i don't know you know bitcoin's still holding that 1920k level i know we got to sell off quote unquote over the last 24 hours but it's still you know above 19 bouncing around that 1920 so um be interesting to see how long it continues to consolidate here yeah, what's your uh, quick before we jump off? What's your quick, you know, two minute prediction of of where we're headed, crypto wise? I'm in Bitcoin the same ETH. boat I was in last week. I mean, um, I finally actually bought some alts late last night. I added to Rune and I bought some more um, Atom because I have a little bit of uh, that staked in a Kepler wallet, getting some uh, you know exposure to the Cosmos because that chain seems to be having a lot of good things going on. Um, so I finally did buy a little more alts, not, not much. Um, but uh, otherwise, I'm still sitting on my hands because I don't know if this is a new bottom being carved out or if we're going to just consolidate for a while and see another leg down. So I'm just keeping fresh powder and holding on to what I bought you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, like I said, I finally added a little bit of alts and that's it. Um, I'm playing a pretty conservative. Um, if we do do see a big level down, you know, if we see another big sell-off, that's when I'm going to get super aggressive buying. But otherwise, I'm happy with the additions I've made. I'm going to keep some fresh powder in case, in case we do leg down. And uh, at the same time, hope we don't and hope that 20, 19, 20K ends up being the bottom. Yeah, I'm just dollar. I took kind of like Neil, I just took a big chunk, said for the next six months, I'm going to keep buying. And uh, I'm just dollar cost averaging every single day. So. Yeah. And my free BT said the CPI numbers are coming in tomorrow. That definitely is going to create volatility in the stock market, which will probably create volatility in crypto, uh, depending on what that number is, because uh, that dictates obviously what the Fed's going to do. Yeah. He said greater than 8.6% equals red. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I think people are dumping right now, not dumping, but people are selling right now. That's why Bitcoin's down a few percent, um, just because there's some uncertainty about what's going to happen. So uh, I'm sure we're already kind of seeing that volatility. I agree. So um, just hit the publish button on the when soon recap. Sweet. I'll drop the uh, link into the chat if and when this uh, UI wants to. I don't know about everyone else, but when I hit publish post now, it takes a hot minute before... <laughs> Lightning is very overloaded. So uh, that's one of the like things this, we're yeah, working on. It's been on. like this for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But uh, it is in now. That was actually not too bad. It's probably like 30 seconds. Sweet. So there Everyone you go. go upvote it. 
There's the recap. Yeah. Show some love. And I dropped <laughs> a, a name, uh, a nomad soul's name literally in there in terms of community. So you're welcome, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catch Sweet. got a tip. Always a fun yep. uh, time. We got a lot in, in a short period and until next week. All right. Yep. Next week, the 19th. We'll see you guys there. Indeed. Take care. Thanks everybody.